Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Auto Bid. That was Pull Up Tay on the intro. Make sure you guys go and download his newest project, Life Ain't Fair. It is out on all platforms. But this is our inaugural episode of the Auto Bid. This is going to be a podcast where we're going to be giving you a bunch of college basketball action, mid-major specifically. So obviously uh, later on today, we're going to have the Siena men's basketball program. They were picked first um, to win the MAC. We're going to be joined by Carm Marciello, uh, also Jalen Pickett, and Manny Cabra. So stay tuned for that interview later on. But this weekend, it was an outstanding week uh, in college basketball. There was a bunch of outstanding games. Um, so, Drew, why don't you go ahead and give us a few of your biggest takeaways from this opening weekend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was some great mid-major basketball this weekend. Um, I think the the one game that I think surprised me the most was San Francisco beating Virginia. I think, you know, I had an opportunity to watch that game. And I saw, you know, the first half was very ugly. Now the team could really make a shot, you know. But in the end, San Francisco was able to make more plays than UVA was and get the win. Um, another game that I think was, I guess not as surprising, but still a big-time win was Richmond going on the road and beating Kentucky. Now, Richmond's a team that obviously just achieved a uh, top 25 ranking this year. They ranked 19th in the latest AP poll that came out today. But um, they're going to be a major, major player in the A-10 this year. So, um, obviously, we know Kentucky is very young. They have a lot of young guys, Terrence Clark, B.J. Boston. You know, Richmond is definitely a veteran-led team, so they were able to go in there and get a win. Um, but... Nonetheless, a huge win for the A-10. You know, we also had Liberty out of the Atlantic Sun able to get two huge wins over Mississippi State as well as South Carolina. Uh, we know that that program is no stranger to success, you know, being able to get an NCAA tournament. So, uh, shout out to Liberty for being able to get those two wins. Uh, we also had another team out of the A-10 in BCU that was able to get a big-time win this, this week over Memphis opening week. Um, of college basketball, so definitely shout out to VCU. We also had Western Kentucky that was able to uh, defeat Memphis in a big-time win. Charles Bassey, who's a former McDonald's All-American five-star recruit, definitely coming to the, into his own this year. I'm um, looking for him to be a huge piece for Western Kentucky this year, um, especially before entering the NBA draft. Um, also, St. Louis was able to get a huge win over LSU. I mean, the A-10 is looking great this year. A's, you know, St. Louis, VCU, Richmond, a lot of teams um, at the top of that league were able to kind of get major, major wins, you know. So I think, um, you know, those were probably my favorite mid-major wins um, this this week. But but I cannot, I could, I cannot, you know, leave this segment without shouting out my alma mater, you know, Coppin State for going to Cameron Indoor Stadium and giving Duke a run for their money, man. They ended up losing that game by 10 points, you know, but it was at six at two different points in the second half. Uh, shout out to my guy, Anthony Tark, who had a huge, huge game, 22 points, nine rebounds. Also, my guy, Dewan Clayton, you know, Preseason first team on me at selection with a 22 point performance. So 
Um, definitely shout out to you guys, man. Coach Juan, Coach John, you know, Coach Chris, man. You guys are doing a great job. Coach Charles. Um, so shout out to, to Cobb State for that, man. For sure, man. Definitely shout out to them Eagles down there at Cobb. And you guys should definitely check those guys out down there in the MEAC Commerce. Obviously, like Drew said, Duan Clayton was a preseason first team on MEAC selection, along with Kobe Thomas, preseason first team on MEAC. And then Anthony Tark, a grad transfer from UTEP, um, who had a, obviously a 22.9 rebound effort against Duke. Um, they have as good a, a top three as anybody in the MEAC. Um, so they're definitely going to be in play down there. So keep it up, guys. Drew and I are watching um, and, and just keep doing great things, man. But like you said, Drew, I mean, the 810 had a monster, monster, monster weekend, man. Um, obviously, St. Louis, VCU, um, Richmond with huge wins. Um, also, we saw URI get two wins against San Francisco team to upset uh, Virginia. And also, they also beat uh, South Florida um, to get the two and two out there in that Mohegan Sun Bubbleville tournament. URI is obviously going to be a factor. Dayton obviously returned. Jalen Crutcher, preseason first team, all 810 selection. Um, and then my sleeper in the 810 is going to be St. Bonaventures. Obviously, they got two all conference players in Kyle Lofton, Osun, Osunyi. Both of those guys are PSA alums. One child, Putnam Science Academy up there in Connecticut. Uh, Drew and I played there back in 2015, and they produced a number of extremely, extremely talented uh, players that are out there at the college level um, having success right now, as well as Hamidou Diallo, obviously, who's in the NBA right now doing his thing. So shout out to Putnam Science Academy. But St. Bonaventure is going to be a huge player um, in the A-10 with those two guys. I think they have they have the potential to be um, extremely dangerous. And I mean, I mean the A-10 as a whole, as a conference as a whole, um, is, is just a conference. That that is going to be deep. Obviously, the teams that we've already mentioned, as well as VCU, who beat Utah State and Memphis um, this weekend. You're also going to have Duquesne. It's going to be really good this year. Um, so that the A10, I think, I think out, out east is, is going to be a really strong year. It's going to have a really strong year this year. We're going to see if they can, um, you know, potentially get two, three, four teams in the tournament this year, depending on how the committee decides to do their brackets. Um, so that, that's it for the East Coast. But I mean, there was some there was some great uh, mid majors out on the West Coast already. I just mentioned VCU having beat Utah State uh, this past weekend. Utah State has had an absolutely brutal uh, first first stretch. Obviously, they're, they're out of the Mountain West Conference. They were a top 25 team last year, but they've uh, lost to VCU and South Dakota State. Um, they do have a victory over Northern Iowa. Um, Northern Iowa obviously was picked um, to, to, finish the Missouri, to finish first in the Missouri Valley Conference. UNI um, has had an extremely brutal stretch as well. Their first three games, they, they lost to a very good Western Kentucky team that you mentioned earlier obviously defeating Memphis uh, uh, they, 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 you and I, all that is, also lost to St. Mary's and South Dakota State. South Dakota State team, who was obviously picked first um, to win a summer league this year, they beat uh, Utah State. So there's a, there's a bunch of good major teams from the East Coast to the West Coast. Um, and uh, so I think that this year is going to be an extremely interesting year um, for mid-majors. So I'll, I'll go ahead and toss it back to you, Drew, for, to, to uh, go ahead and give us some, some more mid-majors to, to look out for uh, coming forward. Yes, sir. I mean, I think one team that we have not mentioned yet um, that's going to make some noise, man, um, or maybe, you know, maybe we're a little bit disrespectful, man, but we mentioned the 810. I feel like we can't mention the 810 without mentioning the Dayton Flyers. I mean, obviously these guys are, you know, we're one of the best teams not only in the A-10, but in the country last year. Um, obviously, they lose Obi Toppin, but they return Jalen Crutcher, who was a huge, huge part of that team. Obviously, Anthony Grant has done a great job in turning that program around. So, um, obviously, Dayton normally has a huge, huge home court advantage playing up there. Um, obviously, this year playing with no fans. 
Um, I think it's going to have a, a, a small impact on them, but nonetheless, I, I do think Dayton is going to be a major player in the A-10 this season, so let's not sleep on them. Um, but I want to kind of touch on more so um, some, some, some conferences. We already mentioned the A-10, but I think another conference um, at a mid-major level that has a chance to get multiple teams in the tournament is the WCC. You know, we obviously know, you know, Gonzaga is the cream of the crop in the WCAC, um, the best team in the country by far. Um, in my opinion, this year, obviously, with Jalen Suggs, you know, Corey Kispert, you know, um, Drew Timmy, Andrew Nemhar. I mean, the, the list goes on and on about, uh, you know, with, with Gonzaga. But um, I think there are a lot of other teams in that league that have a chance to make some noise. Obviously, we saw San Francisco, what they were able to do against uh, UVA, you know. But I think you have a team like a, a BYU, you know, a Santa Clara, that also has a chance to make some noise. St. Mary's in that, in, in, in that conference. Um, there are some very, very good teams that could challenge Gonzaga. Maybe not, you know, uh, um, for the, w, the, the WCAC, but I think that could potentially be Gonzaga maybe once um, up in that league. I think obviously we've seen St. Mary's and BYU um, have a history of um, being very competitive in that league. So um, I think the WCC has a chance to get three or four teams in the tournament this year. I mean, I know that may sound outlandish right now, but I mean, I think um, let's not sleep on that conference as well um, for a for, uh, uh, mid-major league that could potentially get multiple teams into the NCAA tournament. Now, um, you mentioned Siena, obviously, that we're going to have coming on the show in a little bit. Um, but let's talk about the MAC a little bit. Now, we saw St. Peter's take St. John's to the, to the wire in that first weekend this year. I think uh, St. Peter's is going to be very good. They were, what, top of first last year in the MAC? You know, they have they had an extremely young team last year. But, you know, Coach Shaheen Holloway, who we had on our platform at All Facts Media, definitely has those guys looking great thus far um, in the MAC this year. We saw Quinnipiac, who uh, was able to open up with the opening week victory over Ferry Dickinson at home very conventionally. Shout out to our guys over at Quinnipiac. Becky Dunleavy has done a great job with that with that program going into what this year. Year four of the Big Dummy year, I believe. Going to year four, yep, this is year four now. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I think that they have a, a great team up there as well. Um, Tyrese Williams, Jacob Begonia, guys that have been in the rotation for a while. You know, Ty Pickleon has been up there playing for a while. Um, and they have, you know, a combination of, of young guys that I think can also make a contribution, you know. But in the back as a whole, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking to um, compete for a back title this year. Yeah, the MAC is always a league where there's tons of parity. Obviously, Iona has, has won the league four years in a row, um, but they actually got bounced last year in the first round of the MAC tournament by St. Peter's um, before the the MAC tournament got got called off because of the coronavirus. But obviously, this year you have Siena who was picked first. Siena finished first last year in the regular season. Obviously, they have two two studs uh, in first team All Conference members in Jalen Pickett and Manny Camper. And then obviously Monmouth, um, who we had on uh, All Facts Media as well with King Rice. As they have Deion Hammond and arguably the best kept secret in the MAC in Donovan Totley, who's a transfer from Chattanooga, averaged 11 points a game as a freshman at Chattanooga, um, and now is coming into the fold at Monmouth to, to join Deion Hammond in what could possibly be the best backcourt in the MAC. I mean, the, Monmouth is going to be very good. Obviously, we already mentioned Siena. Iona, obviously, with Rick Pitino, they're opening their season against Seton Hall. That's going to be a huge game to watch on the East Coast for all you basketball fans. Obviously, Seton Hall, a team last year that, you know, arguably could have made a run to the Final Four, if, if not for coronavirus, but this year, obviously, kept Kevin Willard leads that team back in back into action. Um, they're going to take on Rick Pitino in his first game, coaching at Iona. Um, and then you got obviously your Quinnett PX. Niagara has a Marcus Hammond, the first team All Max selection. I mean, there are a ton Manhattan of teams. Too, man. Manhattan, of course, with, Manhattan. with Steve Massiello, and they, they they had three transfers come in that are all going to be impact guys, as well as a bunch of returning players um, that are going to be extremely extremely um, vital to their success. So the Mac, as always, is going to be a competitive league. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that conference. 
Um, but we, we are fortunate enough to be joined by one of those teams, uh, the Siena Saints, the first uh, pick, for the first selection in the uh, All-Mac preseason poll. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get you guys over to, the, over to our conversation with Siena men's basketball right now. All righty, guys. All Facts Media here. My name is Aaron Robinson. Joined as always by my twin brother, Andrew Robinson. Today we're also joined by the Siena men's basketball program. We got Coach Con Massarello. You got uh, the preseason MAC Player of the Year, Jalen Piggin, and also a preseason first team All MAC selection, Manny Campbell. So, guys, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having us. No Thank problem you. at all, man. So, Coach, we're going to go ahead and start with you, the elder statesman on the call. Um, obviously, right now, you guys are in the midst of the shutdown. Um, what has that been like for you guys, man? Obviously, it's been a crazy offseason um, with teams getting shut down and being able to practice and all the COVID protocols. So, you know, during the shutdown right now, um, what are you guys doing? Um, how are you guys obviously staying ready um, for, for, for the season that we got, got, got uh, starting up soon? Yeah, so uh, obviously, thank you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I think it's, it's great. I, I thought it was a perfect time to do this. It's the last day of our quarantine, so we'll be back uh, getting to work tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just thankful. We get a chance to, to coach these young men and guys that, you know, work hard and, and do things the right way, not only on the court, but in life. And, you know, that's all we can, all we can do is, is stay positive. And we try to grow ourselves mentally. Um, you know, d during this quarantine, you know, obviously there's so many different things going on and these guys got to be so mindful with what they do. Uh, and I just think it also, you know, tests your discipline, right? So now moving forward, we should learn from this lesson and, and now have a great chance to come out stronger than we were before. And, and I think these guys are, you know, hungrier than ever to get back on the court. Yes, sir. Now, uh, for Manny and Jalen, um, from a player standpoint, um, how hard has it been for you guys as, as players, obviously on the court, trying to stay in rhythm for the season, um, you know, when you're not, not really sure when you guys are going to be able to practice, when you guys are going to be able to, um, when you guys are going to get shut down, things like that. So just um, trying to stay in the rhythm as players, what has that been like for you guys? We'll start with Jalen and then we'll go to Manny. Um, for me, it's just taking it day by day for the team, all just trying to stay together as one and just keep each other pushing along. We know what the end goal is here. So um, we're all just trying to bring each other along. I think Coach Kyle also does a great job of that, of just telling us to take it day by day and just working each and every day to get 1% better. How about you, man? Uh, I would say, and I would, you know, just to piggyback off of Jalen, I would say it's tough. But um, like they always say, basketball is 80% uh, mental. 20% physical, so coach been doing a great job um, going over Zoom calls. We've been looking over the plays, you know, showing how scouting will be and things like that. So we just been staying mentally ready. And, you know, we know the physical part will be easy uh, to get prepared for. Now, coach, I mean, from a, from a prep standpoint, obviously the offseason was shorter. You know, guys couldn't get in during the summer. The offseason uh, started a lot later than what it's normally been. Um, you guys have been shut down. I've been practicing. Um, from a prep standpoint, what has this whole process been like? Um, trying to prepare for this season. You know, it's. I think it's been great because it's been able to kind of grow us together. You know, we actually waited one more week before we started official practice because we were only allowed to have so many people in our gym at once. So we were doing a lot of breakdown drills, whether it was three on three or three on oh, four on oh, five on oh. Uh, you know, we would build up to four on four where, you know, we'll run in some of our offensive actions and just working on the final details. And then we would build that back up to when we could have that full practice. And, you know, I think it's good because if you're 
kind of regimented and you're efficient with your time, you're going to, you know, make sure you're keeping the main thing the main thing. You don't want to just be working on drills that really don't have any carryover to how you're going to play. You know, I feel like sometimes a lot of coaches just waste their time because they want to say, oh, we always do this, so we're going to do this. And it doesn't even impact that end result. So I want to make sure our guys realize everything we do, there's a purpose, there's a reason for it, whether it's a book we read, whether it's yoga we do, whether it's, uh, you know, a cardio session we do or sprints we do after practice or a drill we do, that's time shooting. So now we're going to, you know, work on our conditioning, but with a basketball. So we're accomplishing more things. Uh, and I think the more drills you can do that you can kind of put them all together, you know, the better you're going to be because you're going to get more out of it. Right. Now, Coach, you kind of mentioned it a little bit how you guys are doing a lot of breakdown stuff, three-on-one, five-on-one stuff. Uh, we spoke to King Rice at Monmouth. He mentioned that uh, that's kind of what his team was doing as well, but then they got shut down twice. And it got to a point where eventually he was like, I mean, we have to get some five-on-five live stuff going, but we're not going to be ready to play a game. So kind of how have you been able to kind of balance that um, throughout the preseason to make sure you guys are getting enough live reps, um, you know, but also getting the fundamental uh, drill work in? Yeah, so we tried, you know, we got some 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 good newcomers. Obviously, Jalen and Manny, we know, you know, what's expected and, you know, how they are as players, how they are as people. So our job as a staff was to try to put guys in different positions on the court so we had film of it because eventually we figured, hey, you're going to get shut down. There's going to, you know, and, and you can do everything right and have a positive COVID test and now you're, you're quarantining for 14 days. And so we wanted to make sure we had enough film. We were able to scrimmage five on five with referees. Uh, the Sunday before we got shut down, uh, and so or Saturday, I think it was a Sunday. But, but regardless, you know, we were always mixing and matching groups, and we would have a group in a weight room, a group on a court, and so we were always trying to see, you know, who was great in certain actions. You know, if it's the guy coming off of a handoff and being able to turn the corner, for a guy being able to kind of post up a smaller guy in, in different actions we run. So we tried to get as much data and as much film with guys in different situations that we could so god forbid something like this happened we could still have stuff to teach from we could still have uh you know kind of that framework to show the guys hey you know aiden carpenter is a talented freshman he sat out last year for us you know or half year so now hey aiden's in this spot well now he has film to learn whether it's a one-on-one -on -one zoom call with an assistant or teaching him as a full staff so i just think being able to be prepared and also being able to adapt on the fly and that's what we tell these guys every day you know this season's going to be a about the ability to adapt and just kind of stay positive because everyone's going to have speed bumps, but it's also going to make us better and make us a, a stronger, more connected team. Yeah. Now, speaking of, of adjustments, um, this year a big adjustment is going to be there's going to be no fans. Um, as somebody who's played in the MAC, man, we all know coming to Times Union Center, that place is usually packed with fans, sold out. Um, it gets extremely loud. This year, uh, it's not going to be any fans. So, Manny, um, for you, somebody who's played in the Prime Union for three years now, what do you think it's going to be like this year, not having that home court advantage, you know, playing uh, with, with no fans in, in, in the stands? Uh, it's going to be uh, extremely challenging, especially, you know, when our fans were a huge a part of our success, you know, with the energy that, that they brought. Um, we're just going to have to play off of each other's energy, to be honest. Uh, we're going to have to be more connected. We're going to have to be more cohesive. And, you know, we're going to have to communicate at a higher level now. You know, we don't have our fans of that distraction, you know, for the opponents. Yep. Now, uh, for you, Jalen, uh, you were obviously somebody who, who came into MAC and was able to accomplish a, a lot of great things. Um, you just came over a year where you won MAC Player of the Year as a sophomore. Um, Ace, I think uh, there's, there's only been one of the guys that's been able to win three MAC Player of the Year. It hasn't been done since, like, the 80s. Um, is that a goal for you coming into this year or looking forward to the rest of your career to kind of be able to 
you know, put yourself in history books and uh, accomplish that? Um, that's not that's not a goal I'm really focused on right now. My whole goal is getting the chance to win that MAC championship and being able to celebrate it with our team. And then, you know, of course, go on to March Madness and see how many games we can win. Cena's never been to a Sweet 16, so I think that's my number one goal right now. At least getting to a Sweet 16, you never know, maybe grabbing a lead eight while I'm at it. You know, that's the biggest thing that I want to do for my team, and that's the kind of legacy I want to leave. Yep. Now, um, for you, Manny, um, you started off your career as a guy at Siena, only averaged about seven minutes a game as a freshman. And obviously last year you were first team All-Mag, preseason first team this year. What has your journey been like at Siena, you know, coming from a guy as a freshman that, that didn't play a lot and now to being one of the best players uh, in the whole league? Uh, it's been, you know, a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of dedication. Um, you know, I had the three coaching changes, so, you know, a, bit, a lot of adjusting. But, um, you know, it all – Benefited in the end. Um, we got Coach Carmen at the helm, you know, who believes in me, you know, trusts in me. So, you know, to go out there and make the plays that I'm capable of making. So, you know, it's huge when you have a coach, you know, that believes in you and, you know, it just gives you the confidence, all the confidence in the world to go out there, you know, yeah. go out there and make plays. Yes, sir. Now, Jalen mentioned it a little bit, but um, I can remember a time not too long ago where Sienna, you know, won three straight MAC championships and it was one of the, you know, top teams in the MAC. Um, now, for you, Coach, like, Obviously, you guys were picked first in the preseason this year. Um, I know you guys have, have obviously high expectations for this season. Um, what do you guys have to do this year to kind of get back to the NCAA tournament, uh, push Sienna back at the upper echelon of, of, of mid-major college basketball? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, you get all these preseason accolades and, and top 25 mid-major program and preseason favorite in the coaches' poll in the conference, and that's great. It shows you that, you know, we're building something, but, you know, these guys have a chance, like Jalen used the word legacy, and, you know, Manny had a chance out to, to kind of show that he's a self-made player and, and just his work ethic is tremendous. And those two guys, you know, credit them to, to bringing their teammates along, right? I'm just the guy that's trying to, you know, put them in the right places. You know, I'm always going to say Sienna basketball is a player's program. It's never going to be about me as a head coach. I think that's, you know, where all the credit belongs with our guys. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to just be concerned with ourselves, right? At Sienna, and you guys know this, you alluded to the, the number of fans we get at the Time Junior Center when we're allowed fans, but there is a lot of noise up here, right? There are a lot of expectations, and that's a privilege, right? But with that privilege comes some pressure, and we can't let that impact how we work every single day. So we just want to make sure we're getting better. We're taking care of all the finer details. We're communicating at a high level, and we care about the guy next to us more than ourselves. If we can do that, we'll have a successful season, and we don't have to have the, you know, we don't have to worry about a record, right? We just got to go out and play Sienna basketball and worry about each other, and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, now for Jalen and Manny, both of you guys put your names into the draft. Uh, this, this following this past offseason. Um, obviously, there was no really real NBA draft process. Um, so what feedback were you able to get, if any, from teams? Um, and what have you, what have you kind of learned um, from them? Um, and, and what are you kind of looking to add to your games this year? We'll start with Jalen, and then we'll go to Manny. Um, well, actually, I didn't put my name in this year. I put my name in after my um, freshman season. And just with the whole process, it was just about getting better. It was getting bigger, faster, stronger, and just being able to take your game um, to that next level. Um, for this year, trying to add, you know, just trying to be that more vocal leader, trying to communicate to the team, and, you know, trying to bring these young guys along. We got a lot of new guys on our roster. So, I mean, I think we returned five or bringing in a whole another 10, 11 kids. So, you know, just trying to get everybody on the same page there. Yeah. 
What about you, Manny? Oh, yeah, for me, it was kind of different. You know, Jalen uh, did it the year before that, so he could do all the, you know, workouts and things like that. For me, you know, due to the COVID pandemic, I wasn't able to do, you know, none of the workouts. But, you know, I had a few calls, you know, talked to some scouts and things like that. They were able to tell me my strengths, my weaknesses, you know, what I could work on. So the biggest thing for me is, you know, just becoming a more consistent jump shooter. You know, one of my strengths was my versatility, being able to guard multiple positions, you know, play multiple positions. So that was a strength for me, so. This offseason, I've just been working on, you know, but I've been working on my whole game, just trying to become a, you know, complete player, you know, overall total better player. Yes, sir. Now, obviously, this season is going to be one that's um, going to be full of ups and downs, right? We don't really know um, what it's going to look like as far as, you know, teams getting shut down and things like that. Um, so the Mac has just obviously um, released their schedule not too long ago. And you guys are going to be playing on back-to-back days versus the same opponent. That's something that's, you know, very new um, in the MAC. It wasn't something that was it was far from a, a unanimous choice uh, by the coaches. So, for you, Coach, uh, how do you feel about the schedule um, and kind of just the, the, this new wrinkle in the season this year? Oh, I love it. You know, we got a schedule. We're playing games. So, just thankful for that. Uh, you know, we want to play. So, I think it's good if you're disciplined and uh, – kind of systematic with your approach with how you break down a team and how you scout and how you prepare, uh, you know, you're going to be fine. But then there could be that wrench that gets thrown in there where one team maybe has a positive and another team has a positive. So maybe those two common opponents you have to play. So instead of playing at home, you may have to go play on the road, on you know, 48 hours notice. And that may happen, you know, but at the end of the day, we're playing a game and we'll make sure we're prepared as best we can. And I think these guys do a great job. You know, I think that's a credit to, to Jalen and Manny. They're both students of the game. They both want extra film. They both want to, you know, shoot text back and forth as we're watching St. Peter's last night or watching Georgetown or, you know, whoever we're watching and just, you know, these guys are basketball guys. They're great people. Uh, and it's a joy for me to coach them both. So I'm just thankful that I got these guys in our locker room. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the, the expectations earlier, Coach. Talked about, you know, how you guys were, were picked first in the preseason poll this year. You guys finished first last year before the season was shut down. Um, but you guys um, aren't going to be, be able to play any non-conference games um, looking at the schedule. And you guys are obviously going to shut down right now. How do you think this is going to affect you guys going into a season where, where you're going to be trying to, you know, to win the league and, 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 and to uh, cut down those nets at the end of the year? Well, we're still hoping to get a couple of non-conference in. You know, we got to see based on what our, our training staff and our medical staff say about these guys tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, so they'll have a, a meeting where they got to kind of get eyeballed and blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then, you know, I'm hoping we can play one or two games just to kind of get the cobwebs off and to get up and down and have referees and not just go right into Mac play. Because obviously, you know, like you guys alluded to, the new format in Mac play is great. You got a chance to you know, you could go 0-2 or 2-0, and and you may not see that team again. So at the end of the day, it's about kind of that mental toughness and then, you know, also making sure we're getting the most out of these practices now, building up to if we don't have a game, building up to December 11th where, hey, every single day we're working on our conditioning. We're working on, you know, little details of, uh, you know, whether it's communicating on defense or communicating on offense. Like you said, too, no fans. You know, we want to show we're the loudest team in the country. Yep, yep. Now, um, Jalen, we, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. I know you mentioned some of your goals as far as getting Santa back to a Sweet 16, um, getting Santa pissed to, to the Elite Eight. Um, obviously, but you also are a guy who has been able to um, accomplish a lot of things. Um, but then you just hit your first two years. Um, what does it mean to you to kind of be mentioned with some of the best guards in the country um, going to only a junior year with two years left of your college career? What does that mean to you um, just to be kind of mentioned with, with kind of uh, some of the guys that are best in the nation? 
Um, definitely a great honor. And, you know, I just want to credit my teammates. You know, they helped make my job very easy, you know, making open shots, making open layups, and, you know, playing deep, great defense. Uh, we're really a good team when we get out of transition, and it's a fun brand. And, you know, I love playing with these guys and just being able to keep going. I mean, I just can't wait to see where we're at at the end of the year and, you know, where I can stand. Now, Coach, obviously you, you mentioned earlier um, – all the new guys um, that you have, obviously, you, you guys uh, lost Donald Carey, losing Elijah Burns. Um, other new guys that you guys have come into the program, who are you looking to, to kind of help you, guys, help you guys out the most and have um, the biggest impact uh, this season? Yeah, you know, I think we did a nice job last year of bringing our freshmen along. So Jordan King, Kyle Young, Gary Harris, you know, those three guys I think will take that, that next step as sophomores and not kind of – First-year college basketball players, they're all tremendous workers and, and people. Um, and then I think you got Aiden Carpenter and Colin Golson, uh, who are in that freshman class that I think have a chance to impact right away. And both those guys can play multiple positions. And then, obviously, I think you got two graduate transfers in Harrison Curry and Nick Hopkins. You know, Nick is a tremendous leader, worker. You know, he won at Belmont, went to an NCAA tournament, so he has that experience. No one else on the roster has that NCAA tournament experience. And then you also got Jackson Stormo, who transferred from Pepperdine, who got a waiver. Uh, so I think, you know, having him and Kyle Young being able to both play to five is huge. And then, obviously, you have versatility where guys can play multiple spots. But I think, it, you know, it all comes back to these two guys on this call, right? You know, Manny can go from the, you know, at, for Jamie and Christian, Manny played the two. For me, he played the four. What does that really mean? That means Manny's a good basketball player, and, and he can pick up sets and plays and understand the game with, you know, mismatches. But, you know, Manny, for me, is a big guard. We play four guards, and Jalen alluded to our brand of basketball. You know, we want to attack and finish in all that we do. We won we won the MAC last year, and we were the highest-scoring team in the conference. So we want to average over 74 points a game. And I think also these guys love that. And the more guys that you have that can buy into the system and get up and down are going to help us. Right. Uh, now, for you, man, you've obviously played in the MAC for three years. You mentioned how you've had, you know, three different coaching staffs um, going to your senior year. Um, I'm sure, obviously, all three of you guys know the magazine league is um, it's very, very close, man. There isn't too much separation between the first team and the eighth and ninth team. Um, so for you, man, what do you think you guys will have to do this year to separate yourselves um, at the top of the pack? Oh uh, yeah, no, we're going. Um, we were projected number one. We're going. We know we're going to have a target on our back. Uh, we know we're going to get every team's best shot. So we got to go out there again. Like I said, pay attention to detail. You know, it's going to be the little things. Um, the first action may not work. We got to stay disciplined, not get out of character, you know, and get into that second action that we've been going over, you know, all, all season. So that's going to be one huge thing, keeping our composure, you know, not being complacent, you know, being number one, having, you know, first season in all Mac and player of the year. We can't be complacent. We got to come in every day to, you know, work and get better. And then just, um, you know, just being disciplined, you know, staying the course, you know, um, buying in, you know, being all in to, you know, coaches' uh, game plan. Mm -hmm. The last thing that I wanted to ask you guys, um, me and Drew, now Drew and I seen you, obviously, I'm sure you guys can remember that that game, you know, uh, the, the, the three overtime game at, at Tom Union Stadium, Jay, I think you had like 46 and 13 or something like that, and Ken Young had like 55 points, and it was, it was, a, it was a wild game. I always think back, think back to, to that game because it was like, you, I felt like it was never going to end. It was like, you know, we would score a couple straight. You guys would score a couple straight. Thinking back on that game, um, what can you guys remember about that game? Um, Jalen, for you as a freshman, what was that game like, you know, just because having a game like that uh, as a freshman? 
It was intense. It was intense. I believe we were down like 20 or something um, coming out of halftime. And we were just trying to find a way to get back in the game. Um, that was one of uh, my best games. That was one of Maine's best games. I mean, it was just it was a great time for us to come together as a team and just dig ourselves out of that hole. And, you know, it just showed the fight we had and where we wanted to take the program. Because the year before, we didn't win a lot. So that was kind of like a turn point for us right there. It was just showing that like, we're going to compete all the time. And that's the culture we want to have and set down for the next couple of years. But you, man? Man, to be honest, you know, especially um, my sophomore year being like that defensive guy and defensive leader, you know, Cam having 55, man, I was sick. I could not sleep that night. <laughs> I could not sleep that night, especially knowing, you know, that I was supposed to go out there and that was my job. Um, but picking up them two, I remember picking up two early fouls, so I had to sit and then we had to switch. Um, but, you know, it was tough. Um, you, you learn from those type of games, you know. It's probably the longest game of my career. But, you know, it was, it was great just to be in there. And the atmosphere in the time union center was awesome. Now, coach, my question for you: Obviously, you you played at Siena. Um, what's it like now being the head coach here, coming full circle um, to a program that, that that you obviously know, you know, what it means to to, to wear that jersey, and now being somebody that that is leading that that program? Um, what is that like for you? Oh, I mean, every day is every day is amazing, right? You're doing what you love, and and you're you know a place that believed in you and, and you played there. So I have so many great memories. There's still some professors that I had that are still teaching at Siena. Um, but it's just, it's just great to do it back home with family and friends around. And, uh, you know, the reason I came to Siena, you know, I took a pay cut from the school I was at to come to Siena to learn and also to be closer to family. And, and you know, we have two little kids. Uh, my daughter Reese is three and a half and my son Mateo is six month old. So, you know, I wanted to get closer to my wife's family too in Boston, but it's just great. It's a, it's a family atmosphere. And, you know, Siena is a basketball school. They love their basketball. And I think that's, you know, what separates us. We've been, top 100 in the country in attendance for 23 years straight. You know, I think that's pretty special. And then obviously, you know, to be able to coach high character guys like Jalen and Manny is just, you know, the icing on the, on the cake. Two guys that, you know, get it and just great people. And, you know, every day is a, just a great adventure, right? You know, no matter what you're doing, we talk about eating every day, living with enthusiasm, appreciation, and toughness. So whatever we're going through, whatever trials and tribulations, we're appreciating that. We're appreciating that because it's it's allowing us to grow as people. And just you know, like I said, very thankful. So that's why I wanted to make sure we did this today on uh, Thanksgiving. For sure, for sure. Now on on a lot of note, you, know, you didn't mention this is Thanksgiving. So um, so coach, man, what do you have on the menu for these guys today, man? I hope you guys can you know give some some good eats today, coach. Yeah, Rachel Rachel Jones at Sienna Fresh. She's the one that does our catering, so they're getting their meals delivered since they're uh they're, this is their last day. They get out I think at midnight. So Manny's not sure if he wants to leave at midnight or he's gonna you know get one more night there in the in the king size bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you guys for players, man? What are, you, what are you guys looking to eat today, man? You guys can, you know, get some type of food today, man. What y'all looking to eat today? Yeah, we feel, so she sent out a little um, uh, a little uh, survey, like, of things, you know, options that we can have and things like that. So, you know, sweet potatoes, you know, ham, turkey. We got, um, even for dessert, we got um, apple pie, uh, sweet potato pie. So, you know, we have, you know, a lot of options. So it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. Mm. Hey, man, must I'm, be nice. That's what I'm saying. But they, they, they are good over there at Siena, man. This is me and Drew's first day to give it home in a minute, so we're going to definitely get some good eats, man. I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for coming on with us today, man. Definitely means a lot. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and all your families and loved ones, man. Hope you guys enjoy your day the best, best you guys can over there in quarantine. But uh, best of luck to you guys this year, man. We're going to be watching. and uh, uh, Thanks a lot. <laughs> 
Thanks, 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 go Saints. I almost said go Saints. I, remember, I can't even say go Saints. <laughs> always go Bobcats. That's a, <laughs> Bobcats. <laughs> All right. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys. Good, good luck. All righty, guys, that was Sienna men's basketball. Huge thank you to Coach Carl Massarello as well as Jalen Pickett and Manny Camper. Those guys are going to be a force um, in the MAC. They're going to open up their MAC schedule versus Fairfield. Obviously, the MAC is playing those two back-to-back games, so they're going to play Fairfield twice to open up the MAC play. But as Coach Carm said, they're going to try to get some non-conference games in um, at least one or two before the MAC starts. So stay tuned to those guys. Make sure you guys stay up to date. Um, those guys are going to be a huge player in the MAC. Um, but Drew, man, what was the wildest thing that you that you saw uh, this opening weekend? Ace, the wildest thing that I saw this weekend, man, was Murray State putting up 173 points in a victory this weekend over Greenville. I want to say. I mean, let's let's just look at this box score. I mean, let's take a moment. I mean, the efficiency. Okay, we got we got who's this? Uh, KJ Williams, 22 points, three rebounds in 12 minutes. Ace. How much? 12 minutes. 22 12 points, minutes. three rebounds, 11 for 12 from the floor. Okay? We got Devin Gilmore, 20 points, nine rebounds, nine for 11 from the field in 14 minutes. <laughs> I mean, these dudes, we got a 16 and four, 12 minutes. I mean, the, the efficiency, the whole roster, the whole roster scored. Literally, everybody who checked in the game scored. I mean, the crazy efficiency, 4 for 5, 4 for 5, 5 for 6, 9 for 11. I mean, these dudes weren't missing shots. That that, that, def- that definitely was crazy. That, that is not a Division One opponent, but anytime you put the ball in the basket and score 173 points, that is definitely insane. You got dudes scoring over 20 in 12 minutes. 12 minutes. That, that is definitely that is definitely something something to behold. So credit to the Murray State Racers racing on through. Who's that versus Greenville? Yes, Greenville. <laughs> as far as some Division One competition that, that we're going to see um, this weekend, there's going to be some huge games. Going to be a huge weekend for the SoCon um, at the conference. We're going to see UNCG who was picked to. Win that league, they're going to play uh, Louisville. Um, so that's going to be a huge game for the for UNCG. They're going to be one of the best mid majors in the country this year. And also, we're going to see Furman, who was picked second in the SoCon. They're going to be playing Richmond, who we just saw beat Kentucky. That's going to be another matchup of two extremely extremely good mid major teams. UNCG and Furman were picked one and two in the SoCon. Those are both teams that are going to be there come March. Um, if you're looking for some early upsets, some early teams to watch for for your bracketology, make sure you guys stay tuned to those two teams in the SoCon. We're also going to see Utah State play BYU. Obviously, we uh, talked about Utah State in the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, they, they, they've had a brutal first stretch, obviously, losing to VCU in South Dakota State, but they did beat Northern Iowa. They're going to go up and play VCU out of the WCC, you know, conference that we also mentioned earlier with, with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Um, that's going to be a huge matchup of two mid-major powers. So basically, make sure you guys stay tuned to, to those games this weekend. Um, and stay tuned for our future content, man. Um, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming, coming your way, so... Make sure you guys stay up to date on Twitter. Follow us at All Facts Media on Instagram, at All Facts Media, and on YouTube at All Facts Media. Our website is allfactsmediainc.com. That's where all of our written content lives. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that stuff out. Um, as far as this episode, make sure you guys retweet, um, share it on your social media account, man. Like, um, subscribe, and make sure you guys stay tuned for future episodes, man. We're going to have Pull Up Tay take us out here with some music, and we'll see you guys next time, man. Take your best shot, I'm going to take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. You bitten on me? It's time to get a check, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? What's the topic?
discussion. What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.